Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks. My name is Tobi Rotimi. And today I want to share some of my thoughts on a topic that some may consider a bit unnerving. But I think sometimes we need to have some difficult conversations with ourselves, review some of our goals and even some of our new projects and decide whether it's something we need to move forward with or maybe it's time to pull the plug. Either way, tough conversations, particularly at the beginning of the year, are important to have. Tough conversations, even with yourself. So having said that and created this um, context, what am I talking about today? I am talking about making decisions on whether or not to move forward with a goal. So today's topic is six reasons why you shouldn't do it. That's it. We all talk about doing things, you know, moving forward with a plan or with a goal. And everybody is trying to inspire you towards moving in this direction. But sometimes the step you should be making is a few steps back. The steps you should be making is steps towards ending a project, a business, or, you know, deciding not to move forward with a particular decision. And these are difficult conversations, but maybe this will help you. Maybe this will help you look a little bit more logically at um, this goal or this business and make informed decisions, make honest decisions about whether or not this goal is serving you. So here we go. Six reasons why you shouldn't. Number one, the first reason why you shouldn't go into business is because you believe you are talented. Hmm. This is a tough one because talent is... Talent is amazing. Talent is power. Talent really is special. Talent is God-given. And if you are born with talent for something, there is a temptation to want to monetize that talent. And, you know, for a lot of people, monetizing that talent includes or involves starting a business along those lines. So maybe you are good at writing and you are thinking, okay, maybe I should become an author Maybe you're good at um, cooking and you're thinking I should become a caterer. Maybe you think you're good at um, making or designing clothes and you're thinking of starting a fashion label. While these are noble and 
I would even go as far as saying I encourage it, right? Because I believe if you are gifted at something, you should see it to its highest level. But having talent is not enough. And having talent is not your cue to starting a business. And not all talent should be commercialized. You know, not all talent should be commercialized. If you have a talent, but you don't have business skills, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't even begin to consider starting a business. If you have talent and you are not disciplined, you shouldn't even bother going into business. If you have talent and you don't, you can't afford the time it would take to nurture the business, because in real life, some people don't have the luxury of time it would take to nurture a business. You have the talent, but you don't have the luxury of time. Whatever that may mean in your particular situation, then maybe you shouldn't consider doing business. If you have the talent, but you're, you know, you're, you have a lot going on in your life in terms of other things that you are doing, you know, there are people who are multi-talented. You are already running a business, you know, maybe a business based on another skill or talent or qualification that is, you know, something that is delivering good money and financing your lifestyle and all your obligations. Um, and then you have this other talent and you're thinking, okay, why don't I commercialize this one, have a business and run both side by side. You need to look at this thing holistically in terms of your whole life. Is this something you can afford? This other business, is it going to somehow cannibalize the, the, your, your main business or your main career, or your main um, job or whatever it is? You need to look at it critically because just because you are good at something doesn't mean you'll be good at running a business around it. So look at it. If you have something else going on, if your plate is really full, it doesn't mean you can, you will never have the chance to um, run the business at some point in your life. But maybe at this time, maybe this is not the right time for it. You know, so that is, um, that is number one. You know, just because you are talented doesn't mean that you should go ahead with making this a business. I know a lot of people who are talented in the fashion industry, who are talented fashion people, talented dressmakers, talented um, stylists, talented pattern makers, whatever other skill you believe you need to be um, a fashion entrepreneur, and they weren't able to run a fashion business successfully. So that's number one. Don't do it just because you are talented. That's number one. Don't do it if your industry is saturated. Now, this one is very important. If your industry is saturated and you are considering starting a business, don't do it if you don't have something unique to bring to the market. Now, just because everybody is doing it, what happens is if everybody is doing it, it creates a lot of buzz for the industry. So suddenly that becomes something that gets a lot of attention and gets a lot of eyes. Um, you will see a lot of people being drawn into an industry because of all the activity going into going on there. So, you know, for instance, suddenly in Nigeria, 
the skincare industry is getting so much attention everybody seems to have some kind of skincare natural skincare um, product or the other and a lot of them are, are handmade a lot of them have the you know natural oils and the essential oils and a lot of them claim to be do, to be really good for your skin and we have all the tiktoks tiktok videos and all the uh, instagram posts and you know there's so much going on so much so many options and a lot of them are doing very very well as well and because of this you know because of all the activity within the industry you also now have a sub industry that is brewing you know so you have people who are now teaching other people how to make soaps and creams and shower gels and all of that you have people who are also teaching people how to sell these products you see people who are helping um, create containers and packaging for the product so when one industry begins to bubble you have all this activity around it and what that does is for people who may have some interest you know you, you are drawn into the business you are drawn into that industry because you know of all the attention and you begin to think okay if a b c and d people are doing it maybe i should give it a go you know you take a short course in it you mix a couple of creams and you believe okay you can do this don't don't it is a it is um a trap i dare say just because an industry is buzzing and booming and it has all this activity doesn't mean that everybody in that industry is thriving you know because you see all this attention um towards this industry doesn't mean it is as lucrative as you think if an industry is saturated if it's getting so much attention if there are so many players within the industry it might be a reason to step back except of course if you have some uniqueness that you are bringing to the industry so if you decide to go to an industry that is saturated what you should be asking yourself is what am i bringing that is different and what you are bringing that is different can be indifferent it doesn't even necessarily have to be just about your formulation you know what you are bringing that that is different could be in how you deliver the product to the customer it could be how you educate the customer on the product it could be your marketing strategy it could be your packaging strategy it could be in your partnering strategy you know there are so many ways you can distinguish yourself aside from just in the product itself so let's assume your product is top-notch so you are selling sheer butter um, creams and you've gone a, a step further to whip your shea butter so it's nice and fluffy and easy to spread you know but then there are so many people who already whip their shea butter so maybe you don't find that you are able to distinguish yourself in that regard so you package your shea butter in tubes so that you know people can squeeze it out of a, a tube instead of having it in a glass container or you package it in biodegradable packaging so that you can speak to um the sustainability of your products and even of the packaging and maybe you find that there are a lot of people in that space maybe you know your own distinct um offering within that industry is the fact that you give the customer 
some kind of an experience when they buy from you or some education. You educate them more about what you put into the product and how it works for their skin. So people leave feeling a little bit more educated and empowered, you know, when they get your product. You know, it could be in, in, in different ways, but differentiating yourself is something that is so important, particularly in a saturated market. So if you don't know how to differentiate yourself, if you're not thinking of differentiating yourself, and you just want to get into the business just because it seems to be the rave of the moment, do not do it. Do not do it. You know, I think I have said three things now. Number four, passion. Passion. Don't go into business just because you're passionate about it. This one is a big one because everybody talks about how passion sustains you, but passion does fizzle out. Passion fizzles out. You get tired and at some point, the passion can fizzle out. So what do you need to do? Go into a business that you are passionate about. That's I recommend. But also build your discipline you need to be a disciplined person you need to be a disciplined person to the extent that even when things are not exciting even when you're not as passionate about the business even when things are going wrong you have made up your mind that you are going to push forward and you are disciplined enough to keep your word and to do everything you need to do to keep your business going you know passion is great discipline trumps passion discipline even i dare say sometimes trumps um talent because the person who can you know have integrity do the right thing at the right time um show up for the customers show up for their workers show up for yourself give the very best you can um stand by your word those are the things that help people depend on your brand that's how you create a dependable brand. And for a lot of people, it is so much more important that your brand is dependable than it is flashy or attractive. People want a brand that does what it says on the tin and a brand that is definitely um, staying even through the, the, the good at the bad times. And that's what discipline does. So don't just go into something just because you're passionate about it. I see a lot of people who are super passionate about their businesses and you know they are blinded by passion sometimes you know so they go all in and their passion blinds them you know because you're passionate you're not looking at the numbers you're just throwing everything at it because you're super excited about it but when the passion wears out what happens you need to be in a place where you are doing what is right for your business you're not just driven by adrenaline you are doing what is right for your business. You are showing up when you are supposed to show up. You are delivering when you are supposed to deliver. Your customers can trust you. Your customers can believe in you. I know some people who are very passionate about their businesses. And at the end of the month, they don't pay their staff when they are supposed to pay their staff. You know, you have said to your staff that you are going to pay on the 25th of every month. But every time it is time to pay your staff at the 25th you have one story or the other you've invested a lot of money in another batch of products you have you have over you know um, subscribed you have ordered more than you should have 
you know, and you know, you have paid celebrities to endorse your business. You are going all in, but you have not done the right thing by your team, by your staff. You know, you're driven by all this passion, but you're not doing the right thing at the right time. You know, so don't let passion overwhelm you. You know, be in a position where you can constantly be accountable to yourself through discipline, right? Discipline is super, super important. Number five, don't do this business if you cannot make money from it. This one is important too. This one is everything. Again, talent is amazing, but talent that cannot be monetized should not be a business. So I see people who are passionate about something, but they can't see a path to monetize it. You know, um, they spend a lot of time creating this product, but at the end of the day, when it is time to, you know, put some, put value on it, they find that people are not ready to pay the value that um, this this thing is worth, or they are not ready to pay enough for it, such that this business can sustain you. It is important that you are very honest with yourself. If this business cannot support you financially, then let it remain a hobby. Now, not every hobby, not every talent needs to be monetized. I said it in my last book, Fat Transfer, some skills, business, some, no, sorry, some hobbies um, or talents are just meant to color your life. They're just meant to be there to make you happy, to inspire, to add some more joy to your life, to make your life a little bit more interesting. Not everything needs to be monetized. If you decide to monetize it, it is because there is a perception of value that the market has, the customer has. So if the market cannot look at this and see themselves paying for it, then it is not time. It is not time to make this thing a business. So maybe you need to do some more work in projecting the value of this product to the market. You know, maybe you need to do a little bit more branding. Maybe you need to do a little bit more homework in seeing how you can package this thing and make it more digestible and make it more attractive to the market because the market is not ready to pay for it and pay enough for it such that it sustains your business, it covers your costs, it delivers a profit, then this thing should not be a business and you should pull the plug and let it remain a hobby, at least until you are able to monetize it profitably. Okay, so don't do it. Don't do it if you cannot see a path to monetize it. Don't do it if you cannot earn enough from it to cover your cost as well as to deliver a profit. Okay? Number six, don't do it if you are not ready. Now, I know I say that there's never a right time. But there's such a thing as readiness. There is such a thing as readiness. Now, I cannot even tell you when you can say you are ready. We all know when that is. Um, it's a fine line because for some people, they misinterpret um, being ready for when it is convenient. And sometimes that time will never come. Some people misinterpret being ready 
for when they will get all the support they need. Sometimes you may not get all the support you need. For me, being ready is giving yourself time to prepare, giving yourself a deadline, preparing and putting in place everything you need to put in place, and then taking that move of faith when the deadline comes, when the time comes. You have to prepare to be ready. For me, what makes us ready is preparation. It is not just the sixth sense. It is not just a sign. For me, preparation is what inspires confidence. So, yes, the step of faith, whenever it is you do decide to launch this business, the step of faith is always daunting and sometimes even still comes with fear. Um, if you are waiting to never be afraid again, that time may not, never come. If you care enough, there will be some trepidation, some anxiety there, you know, in, in one form or the other. But if you are prepared and you've committed yourself to learning and to mentoring and to understanding and to studying, and you've put certain things in place, both financially as well as um, mentally, and that time comes when you need to make that move, then go ahead and make it. But if you are not ready, if you have not done the work, both internally and physically and financially, to put to give yourself a fighting chance to succeed in this business, then don't do it. If you are just going on a sign on what somebody said or what you think or that feeling you have, please don't do it. That feeling will come and the feeling will go. Preparation is so important. I remember when I was going to leave my uh, my job to start my business, I gave myself like six months. And in those six months, six months to a year, I think, in those six months, I was saving. I was saving um, my money so that I would have like a nest egg that I could use to launch the business as well as sustain myself while the business was finding its feet. And when the time came, you know, for me to pull the plug, I was still anxious, I was still nervous, I was still unsure, but I was prepared. And that preparation helped me. So when I started, I had enough to launch the business and enough to pay myself a small salary while I was preparing my business. It's been almost, um, it's been over 20 years now since I did this, and this is still a rule for me. I always kind of write down what I need to do to prepare for that next step, for that step I want to make. And then I commit myself to that preparation process. And at the end of that preparation process, even though I'm still nervous and anxious, I feel a, bit, a little bit more confident that I have prepared. And I almost always take the step. Okay, so don't do it if you are not prepared. Don't do it if you are not ready. But know that what readiness means is being prepared. That's it. That's it. That's what. That's it. That's all. I'm done. Those are the six reasons uh, why you shouldn't do it. Six reasons why you shouldn't do it. And I hope this has really helped. I want to say one more thing about this. There is so much pressure to perform out there. Um, like all you need to do is go on Instagram and you are being pressured to do things that you may not necessarily want to do because we're trying to justify our talents, justify our time, justify our importance. 
I think this year, 2023, that is something we should let go of and stop trying to be more than we should be. You know, there should be a confidence in knowing that you are enough just as you are. If there is a project you are passionate about, you are talented in, you have the skills you are prepared for and you want to go for it, by all means, I'll be the first person to say, take that leap of faith. But don't take it because you feel you need to play to the gallery. Don't take it because other people are doing things that you consider as grand and great and noble and praiseworthy. And you feel like you are not quite there yet. And you feel like somehow if you do this thing, it will be a feather in your cap that you can kind of brandish for the world to see. Don't fall into that trap. Sometimes getting ready takes time. And the time it takes to be prepared and to be ready is not attractive. The activities you do to get ready, to get prepared, they are not attractive. They are not attractive. They're not the kind of things that would, um, that people would see you do and be, you know, and, you know, start to hail you. No, it's not even something you can even post, <laughs> you know. There are things you do in the background to get ready. And that's the most important place to be. That getting ready season, that waiting season and the preparation, you know, while you wait, it is so important, but it is not attractive. So please, um, this is the year to go back to the background and to get work done on the inside of you um, and to do what you need to do to be prepared. All right. So that's it for me for today. Thank you so very, very much for listening. I do hope that this episode has helped. Um, I just want to say one or two things about my new book, Some of Many Parts. For those of you who have bought the book, I want to say a big thank you. Quite a number of people have gotten the book. If you aren't already, please follow me on tobi.rotimi on Instagram. I am promoting the book and sharing a lot about the process of writing the book, sharing a lot about some of the things that inspire the writing and just generally promoting the book. So promoting the book. So if you want to um, follow me on that journey in promoting the book, so much is happening. Um, I want you to be a part of it. Please follow me on Instagram and that's Tommy.RotiMe. Um, if you want to get the book, it is super easy. My fictional memoir, some of many parts can be purchased on Amazon. It can also be purchased on my website, tomirotimi.com. And you can click the link in my bio of my Instagram page, tomirotimi. And you can click the link there. It takes you to a seller um, link and um, to a seller page. And you can buy the book right there. So wherever you are in the world, you can buy the book on Amazon. Um, and in particular, if you are in Nigeria, you can get the book on tomirotimi.com. If you are, you know, really anywhere in West Africa, you can get it on the seller link, which is on my bio, on my Instagram page, tomi.routine. So please get the book. The reviews have been amazing. You can read some of the reviews on Amazon. The reviews have been really, really good. Uh, but maybe the next episode, I'll share some of the reviews with you. They've been really heartwarming. Um, and I'm super grateful that it's impacting the people the way I hoped it would, and even more so. So please, um, 
get the book, get the book. So that's it for me for today. Um, thank you so, so very much for listening. I will be back again soon with another episode of Fat Talks. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Fat Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.